Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Gail Dennison, Director of Development and External Relations for the Hormel Institute in Austin. The Hormel Institute, we're now in our 80th year. So this year we celebrate 80th anniversary. We are a biomedical research It was uh, center. It was started by Hormel Foods 80 years ago, and it is a basic lab research center that was gifted to University of Minnesota. And our expertise in recent years and our focus is on cancer, um, other degenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's, and um, even more recently, we've used our our technology for for researching COVID-19. And so basically, we are a, you know, one of the expert research centers, not only in the state, but in the United States. I would even go a step further and say world-renowned, but uh, I might be a little biased That's there. <laughs> well, Gail, today... I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I thought you might. We're going to be spending some time talking about some specific research that's funded by the Minnesota corn growers. And, of course, uh, biofuels are uh, are a huge market for corn. And so there's, there's sort of that platform to begin with. But uh, where's the best starting point uh, to begin with as we break down this research a little bit and talk about what you found so far and what you'd like to find down the road? Sure. Well, you know, usually world-renowned cancer research centers are not found in small rural cities such as Austin, Minnesota. So that makes us very unique, just our location alone. And, um, you know, Mr. Rick Schwark of Absolute Energy a few years ago Um, You know, he had this idea, as many of the people in the industry understand, that there are uh, potential epigenetic effects, uh, you know, cancer-causing effects that might come from things in our environment, and in particular, in, um, you know, coming from fossil fuels. And so a few years ago, we worked with Absolute Energy on our first um, emission study, and we conducted that. And then that led us onto a path of uh, looking at could more be done with this uh, environmental effect from fossil fuels with a link to cancer development. And so we have a three-phase approach that started and that is now underway. First, it was to do a review article. And Dr. Shujin Liu and Dr. Stefan Mueller, um, our collaborator at University of Illinois, Chicago, did a review of all of the research that is out there right now. What do we understand about um, fossil fuel aromatics? And, you know, what is the re- is it complete research or does more need to be done? And at the um, analysis of that, and this was uh, published in a top uh, environmental uh, journal, it was determined that, you know, it is under-researched. So that these aromatics that are in 
um, in fossil fuels, in gasoline. And so the next phase of the project, and that is where we're very thankful to Minnesota Corn, along with the other dozen or so funders, um, we are now just beginning the process of looking at these aromatics that are added to gasoline that could be replaced by ethanol. So we're going to look at a couple of aromatics, uh, chemical compounds that are added to gasoline that, uh, and we're going to look at the epigenetic effects of that, of those air emissions on cancer development. What's the best place to sort of go next with this research? Obviously, we want to get to a point in the conversation where we're talking about opportunities for for ethanol, but uh, we can't just jump right to that. So what's important to point out as you go along? Okay, so, you know, what we are planning to do is begin this study that looks at a couple of the compounds that, as of now, uh, we don't know, are, are they carcinogenic, you know, and if so, at what level? And so step one is to do, you know, basic research about these, looking at it in the lab, uh, followed up by animal studies where, you know, there will actually be um, studies conducted with animals that determine, you know, if you are in this environment, um, is there DNA changing, you know, genetic changing um, and, and promotion of carcinogenesis, promotion of cancer? And, and so step one, you know, they have identified we're going to look at a couple of these compounds um, in the aromatics. Uh, step two is conduct the research and determine are there epigenetic factors um, that that could promote cancer. The next step will be full-on animal studies. And then that could lead to uh, tighter regulation. I mean, if it comes out that, you know, these do promote cancer, well, number one, um, you know, Minnesota corn, you know, very much like the others, a pioneer in, fun in funding research that will only continue. This will not be a one and done. This opens the door to, hey, these, you know, these compounds are added to gasoline. We have found through our research that they either will or will not promote cancer. You know, we don't know that yet, but it, it's, you know, that's, that's what we are planning to study and will study. And then the next step will, it'll be a gateway to greater research projects. But impact on the industry is it could lead to, you know, higher uh, ethanol, you know, put into gasoline because uh, ethanol can take the place of the current aromatics. Gail, what is a realistic time frame to reach some of these determinations? Sure. Okay. So, you know, the really great news, um, and I'm, I'm just so thrilled to have this you know, top expert research team that is, you know, that are working together. They are just beginning the phase two. They, again, phase one was the review article. What does the research today say? Um, that was inconclusive and under-researched. Where we're at now is beginning a year worth of experiments 
and, and research that will look at specific compounds such as um, xylene is one amongst many others. And then by about the end of a year, we're going to have some indicators of, is this looking like it is promoting cancer? Um, it will not be published yet, but we're going to be able to tell our funders, such as Minnesota Corn and the others, uh, you know, this is what early research is indicating uh, so that they can kind of, you know, have, a, you know, let's just say an idea of which way it is going. Um, this second year, let's just say next year, because it will take all of this year to complete the, the actual phase two of the research study, then it goes into publishing because that is where the industry and not just the ethanol industry or the corn industry, it, it is where um, everyone will, you know, look at this is what the Hormel Institute has researched and concluded about these aromatics that are added to fossil fuels. That's about a year process as well. It, it is, you know, um, it takes several months to the back and forth uh, with the editors and the interest in the publications and all of that. And that's where I'm very excited that the industry is working with the Hormel Institute because uh, the, you know, the researcher that leads this, he is regularly published in some of the top cancer journals in the world that um, you don't get your research published in these journals unless it is uh, verified, credible, accurate, which is, again, why, um, you know, with our doing this research, this, even if it is funded by these wonderful people in the industry like Minnesota Corn, you know, there's no guarantee that the outcome is going to be as they um, want, you know, this is not purchased research. They are going to know that our outcomes will stand up to the, you know, anyone that comes at us from the fossil fuel industry or, or anyone else. Um, you know, that, that would critique it because we are expert researchers and what we are doing is, uh, even if it's funded by this group, it will be, you know, accurate, credible research. These findings you can count on. This is the process. This is what we studied. This is what, you know, it's not uh, um, directed. I mean, it, it's directed at a topic but the outcomes remain to be seen. And that is something that is very good for one and all. It, it sure is. It, it will need to be credible uh, at the conclusion. Gail, anything else about this research that we haven't touched on yet that you think is, is really important to mention? Well, what I'm going to share is, you know, so many people, I've been working in um, funding uh, and, and winning support for cancer research for many years now. Um, what I love about the Hormel Institute is how uh, versatile it is that we can uh, do projects that take a long time or are nearly impossible at giant institutions. But what is, um, to me, what I have learned is so many people assume that um, there are not things out there in products or in, uh, in our lives that uh, you know, we take it for granted that 
someone, and I say that in um, quotations, is making sure that that it's safe for us. And my understanding and what I've learned from this project alone it is that it takes, you know, trailblazers to to make a difference. And this very much is looking at, uh, you, you know, you look at the size of the um, gasoline industry, and one would think they'd look at every compound, everything to make sure that it's safe. And for us to find out, oh, wow, there, you know, there are aromatics that have not been studied or uh, we don't understand a possible cancer connection. And, you know, we, we know with rising cancer rates and um, the rising number of, you know, uh, you know, our transportation industry, uh, whether that's aviation or the number of cars, you know, there's a lot of uh, things in the environment, in the air, that could be unhealthy for us. So I'm very excited, as is the rest of the Hormel Institute, to um, study this and find out because together we can really make a difference and this can impact the industry, it can impact corn growers, uh, the ethanol industry, the gasoline industry. Um, and, and so I'm very uh, honored on behalf of the Institute to work with this group of, of people that, you know, recognize how important that this research is. And it will be very, you know, interesting to find out what are the conclusions and we should know that, uh, you know, which way that is looking by the end of, uh, of the year. Where would you direct listeners who would like to follow along with this research? Uh, that's a very good question. I'm going to share that, uh, you know, our process is going to be sending out reports to the those that funded the project. And so, for example, Minnesota Corn will be given a regular update. This is where the, you know, the project is now. Uh, these are some of the conclusions that we're, you know, they'll receive a report and perhaps then uh, listeners can look through it, um, look for that through Minnesota Corn. Gail, anything else? Well, you know, a $150,000 donation is uh, a major gift, and I just want everyone at Minnesota Corn know that we at the Hormel Institute are excellent stewards of our dollars. Every penny of that will be uh, used wisely. The plan is already set. The research is underway. We are going to be looking at these compounds that everyone in this industry is very keen on finding out, is there a cancer connection? So truly, it just comes with a, um, a message of thanks that they are making this happen. It would not happen without uh, people like Minnesota Corn supporting this project. Our thanks to Gail Dennison, Director of Development and External Relations for the Hormel Institute.